Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Football is back in full swing, and even though you might not be at the game this year, you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there is the online casino as well that never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. You're listening to the Hog Talk Podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network. With us on the line is the voice of the Arkansas Razorbacks, Chuck Barrett. A former guest of the show, Coach Mike Neighbors from the Arkansas women's basketball team. We have from ESPN's Around the Horn, Highly Questionable. Also a two-time Dan Levitard Show Suey winner and a <laughs> former heptathlete at Cornell, Sarah Spain. And we are happy to be joined by Martrell Spate. Mr. Phil Elson, the voice of Razorback baseball and the Ladybacks. Razorback Nation, welcome into a bonus episode of the Hog Talk Podcast. I am your host, Kyle Sutherland, alongside Kevin Bohannon. We are happy to be joined on the Workman's Travel Center hotline. Razorback legend, now coach, Anthony Lucas. And before we get into that, I want to let you guys know that since 2008, Workman's Travel Center has made it their statement to provide a clean, friendly, and professional environment for their customers. With locations in Rudy, Lowell, and Ozark, Workman's offers a variety of merchandise and quality food, including the Rise and Shine Breakfast, Hilltop Special, desserts, and much more. Visit their website at workmanstravelcenters.com to learn more. Workman's Travel Center, where we are more than convenient. Coach, really appreciate you coming on. It's, uh, it's great to be talking with you. Uh, no doubt. I'm great. great to, it's great to be on. Thank you all for having me. Well, we'll start out first of all. So, as I mentioned, you're co- you've been coaching now for about six, seven years. Is it around that range? Ninth. I'm on my ninth year Ninth now. year, okay. So a little bit uh-huh. longer, yeah. And I've uh, been coaching at Pulaski Academy, who especially over the last about 10 years or so, uh, has been the dynasty of 5A. And, and is, has it been 5A the whole time, or has have you guys spent some time in 6A as well? Well, since I've been there, it's been 5A. Mm-hmm. 5A. So, yeah, 5A, over that, yeah. yeah, over that time span, uh, I believe it's up to about eight, nine state championships right now. Uh, so mm-hmm. uh, big, big time there. And so – you guys are five and zero right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Talk about the season that you're having. I've actually got to saw you all play in game one against Robinson. Um, mm-hmm. Just, just great so far. The the two quarterback system seems to be working. Yeah, it's going pretty, it's going pretty good right now. You know, with that, it has its ups, it has its downs. However, more ups than downs, and uh, we're still figuring that out and trying to work it out. But it's working. I mean, we're five and zero. You know, a lot of people can say what they want to say about us, but we are five and zero, and it's been great. Um, Kids are responding well, and they're they're just doing what we what we ask them to do, and that's what makes it so easy. And I mean, you know, you don't worry about what people think and you know what they say outside of PA Pulaski Academy Bruin football. You know, you just you allow let the coaches coach, and hey, if something goes bad, it's all on us, and that's how it is. But man, it's been great. Those, you know, what's amazing. What's amazing is our two quarterbacks. They work together. They're pulling for each earth, each other. You never hear them, you know, point the finger or doing it's none of that. Those those guys do a lot together and they pull for each other. 
Luke, y'all have really built a culture over there, and it, it starts with Coach Kelly, but you've got something that you put out on social media every day, and I want you to talk about it. Talk about, and you put out there, you say, make a play today. What yeah. does that really mean? Well, I, you know, I want to tell you that that's something Coach Hill used to always tell us. Fitz Hill, <clears throat> who's my wide receiver coach at Arkansas and who's the, one of the biggest reasons why I'm in the state of Arkansas, um, he would always tell us, you know, hey, let's go out there and make a play. You know, let's go get ready. You know, always would tell us that. And that's something – it's just little things like that. And it stuck with me. And, you know, I, I guess – throughout my career and then throughout my daily life now, as I've gotten older and, and a lot more mature, I was thinking of something catchy that, you know, I'm not on Facebook, but I was thinking of something catchy that I could do every day or something. I could just encourage somebody every day on Twitter and that's to tell them, make a play. You know, I try to just give them a quote. I'm not on there a whole lot talking a lot of this and that, but, you know, I look, kind of read quotes and look up stuff. And, you know, sometimes I just come, come off my head with what the way I feel that day. And I always tag it at the end, hashtag make a play today. And what I mean by that, by that is just making a play in life, you know, helping somebody out. Um, whether it's, you know, putting a, putting a smile on a person's face or opening a door for somebody or whatever it is try to make a play, basically a positive play on and on every day, you know, just take, don't take life for granted, enjoy. And that's basically what I mean by making a play today. Seriously, make a play today, not just for yourself, but someone else. You brought up Fitz Hill and that was, he was just actually going to be a part of my next question. You grew up in Tallulah, Louisiana, mm -hmm. on the Northeast corner of like near the Mississippi line. You're a really good basketball player. I know that Fitz Hill really, uh, the, as they say, the doctor of football on the buzz. Um, mm -hmm. he, he noticed you on the basketball court. And yeah. was that really where your recruiting began at Arkansas, or did it, did it start with football? Did, did he contacted you that way? How, how did all that go down? No, it, it really it started with football. Um, you know, I was recruited by a lot, a lot of people. Uh, and but with with Dr. Hill, Coach Hill, I, I call him everything. He has so many titles. It was with football, and I recall on one of the recruiting visits, he came down and actually played me in one on one before, and it was it was crazy. And he was guarding. He said, "If I if if I win, you got to come to the University of Arkansas." And this was one night after practice. You know, he came down. I mean, he he recruited me really hard and. So we played a game and he was stroking and boy, he made a couple and, you know, I, I bagged him down a little bit, made a couple of shots. And, uh, and I, if I recall the last point when we played, I dunked, I dunked on him. I actually got, <laughs> got a little break and I dunked. And then he said, he was, he was shook. He was just, man, he was, he, he really put a lot into it. And man, that just, that, that won me over, even though I didn't choose Arkansas right off the bat, but, and I just had a lot of respect for him. And we, we had a phenomenal relationship and still do. Even when Kevin and I were in high school, that was, there was no Twitter. You still had to pretty much send in your film. Uh, not, mm -hmm. not that I was recruited or anything, but, that, but you had to uh, send your film in to coaches or occasionally they found you. How did, how did Fitzhill find you? Did you send your – I know you said it was football, but did you send your stuff in? Did, uh, did they come down to scout you? How did all that go down? Well, you know – I tell kids this even today. If you're, it basically what coaches like to say. If you're balling, they're gonna be calling. And he, he just did his he did his work. I mean, he he saw the stats. I assume from when I was putting up, and you know they he jumped on me and he started recruiting my area. 
area hard because if you notice, I, I went there and then we signed Michael Williams and Michael Snowden. Michael Williams from Bastrop, Louisiana. Michael Snowden from uh, Newelton, Louisiana. And then Marvin Caston, who played linebacker, was from Winsboro. So, you know, he hit that area. He, he I guess, you know, they, they, get, they had access to, to everything that you can have on recruiting kids back in the days. And, of course, it wasn't social media. It was just guys getting information, I guess, from the newspaper and, you know, our names just popping up on the radar some type of way. And that's how he, he got in contact with me. One of your first big moments, now in 1995, you had a pretty big freshman season, all SEC honors. You guys went to the first ever SEC championship game that Arkansas had been to. And mm-hmm. the Alabama game, everybody talks about when Barry Lunny Jr. rolled right and hit J.J. Metters for the winning touchdown, 20-19. to 19. Mm-hmm. But nobody talks about the 31-yard reception that you had on fourth and eight. Run us yeah. through that play. Do you, do you remember the, the details of it? Yes, I want to say this. I had been doing jumping jacks the entire game, and I was <laughs> wanting Barry. I'm like, I was, I was open a lot during the game, but it was always, you know, it was Anthony Eubanks and J.J. Metters, he, who he was looking for. But that play right there, when he, he was looking, he looked to the opposite side, and I just, I, I just ran a curl route, and I'm sitting over there, again, doing jumping jacks like – throw me the ball, throw me the ball. And he got, he was flushed out of the pocket and he rolled to his right. And there he was, he threw it to me. I don't know if he was praying that I hope Luke catch the ball, but Hey, I want the ball. And it was so shocking and surprising that he threw it to me. You know, if you see that film, I caught the ball and I ran for a couple yards and I tripped over my own, over my own feet because I was so excited. But yeah, that was a big, that was a huge play in my career. It was a huge play for us at that time. And uh, we went on and JJ, trapped the ball, and we, we ended up beating Alabama. And you only had one game in 96 you played, correct? You were injured that year? Yeah, yeah I got hurt. Yes, I got hurt against SMU. I okay, and then spine. that – yeah, takes us – the MCL, that's right. So, it takes us to 97, and then the, the two breakout years, so to speak. You know, everybody knew the, the deep threat that you were. And Kyle and I got to talking earlier in that you're still – at the top of the SEC in yards per catch, just to this day with 21 yards per catch and night in the NCAA. You, you were so a deep crazy. threat before it was really a big thing, before the spread offenses and everything. What what was your secret to getting open so much, in, whether it be yards after catch, the yak, run after catch? What was your secret then? What, what were some of the tricks of the trade that you used? Well when I was growing up and playing ball at high uh, actually elementary, you know, we would go out and play football and I would always run deep. We would play in the streets and then we would play in, in backyards when we could. And I always would go deep and they would always just throw it up and I would find a way to catch the football. And then it carried it and it just carried over with me throughout my career. And I think, I really think, that had a lot to do with me being successful at being a deep threat and, and knowing how to judge the ball. Did a lot of drills as a kid growing up, um, just throwing the ball up. Had a guy named Jimmy Harris that worked with me and it was teaching me how to, you know, throwing balls up to me, throwing balls at, at my face with my nose planted on the goalpost. It was doing a lot of different drills. Not like, not like what they're doing now. These kids got so much, <laughs> so many resources now. So I was just old school. And I really think those drills and me growing up just running, running deep all the time. And the reason I ran deep all the time, I'm not going to lie, 
I didn't want to get hit. I was scared <laughs> of getting tackled. Yes, I did not like it. And, uh, but it paid off. So and it, it, it helped me and, you know, became a deep threat. You know, you brought up that SEC record. Uh, it was about two or three years ago. Uh, Madison Taylor, our co-defensive coordinator and linebackers coach, they joke with me all the time. I get called superstar. I get called this. <laughs> and I always tell Coach Kelly now, I'm just Anthony. And, and until this day, I've been there nine years, and they still hammer, hammer me. And um, Madison, one day, like I said, I think it was two or three years ago, Madison Taylor just looked up some stuff, and he said, Anthony, I don't know if you really know this or you really keep up with this kind of stuff, and which I don't because I'm not that type of person. But he said, you still, you are – you still hold a record in most yards per catch in the SEC. He said, now think about that. Look at all the guys that have come through the SEC, uh, you know, until uh, until this day. He said, you still hold a record. And I was like, wow, I couldn't believe it. So after I got from around Madison, of course, I kind of looked it up. And I was like, wow, that's, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So, yeah. But yeah, I still hold, yes, I still hold that record, and I'm blessed and fortunate to to be there. Talking about right before when we talked about you, uh, you hurting your knee in 1996, 97, you came back, caught four touchdowns. Well, after the 97 season, there was a coaching change, and uh, Danny Ford mm-hmm. and, and Coach Nutt, obviously two totally different personalities, and 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 you know, at least from the outside looking in, the locker room definitely needed a change. Talk about whenever, and we all, we've all heard the stories about when Coach Nutt, the way that he came in and brought you guys together. What was it like from Anthony Lucas's standpoint, seeing a breath of fresh air like Coach Nutt come in and really just believe in a bunch of great players that just really didn't know how to win at that time? Well, it was well needed. Well needed. We needed that uh, with all due respect to Coach Ford and everybody who coached on his staff throughout those three, those three years or so that I played under him. It was time for a change. It was – a lot of division amongst our team, and Coach Nudge came in and changed the culture, like you said, and brought us together. Uh, he made us feel important. He believed in us. Um, he he said he went to Frank Broyles and after watching film on all of us and knew what he had coming back in 1998, he said, "Why are we having problems? Why why is it, why why are there problems with this group? These these guys can play." They just, they just didn't believe in each other. And he felt when he first walked in the room in that first team meeting room, he felt that he felt the division, but um, he brought us together. He, 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 he changed us right off the bat. I mean, it was unbelievable the way when he asked us to stand up in that room and switch seats and say, brought, put blacks and whites over together. And just, he brought us together as a family. And man, from that, from that day on, we bought into what he was preaching, he and the staff was preaching and what they were teaching. And we just we just wanted to go play for him. We would run through a brick wall for him. We just needed to feel important. And you know, a lot of guys a lot of guys had lost lost that mojo, including myself. Um it was tough, but man, like I said, he changed it and we we, we it was a nice run for those two years that I spent with him. And that's one of the reasons why I decided to come back and play in 1999 was because of Coach Nutt. That was one of the reasons I wanted to get my degree, too, um, because I know that was I had to have some paperwork to fall back on because I knew football would end at some point in time. But one of the biggest reasons was to come back to play for him in, in Fitz Hill one more year. So. so, Luke, yeah, you just you just answered my question. I was going to ask you about coming back in 99, but 
I want to ask you about Coach Nutt and some of the styles and some of the teachings that you've taken from him and Coach Hill because at halftime of the Tennessee or, or the Texas replay on KETV the other night, you and uh, Clint and Coach Nutt were on there giving some insight on the game. And you can mm-hmm. still tell yeah. that relationship exists. And he loves you guys like you're, you're his son. So yeah. what, what, have, what did you take from him and Coach Hill that you still use to this day? Well, the energy, of course, that he brings, I, you know, I've took, taken that. I've watched him as a father. I've watched Coach Hill as a father. Um, the, the, I guess the way they, they carry themselves and how they feel about just people. You know, that's, that's one of the biggest things I've learned about him. And coaching-wise, for me, more so uh, with Fitz Hill, the way he coached, I coached, coached my guys hard. You know, he was, Coach Hill was very big on doing the little things right because he always thought the little things would help us get open and help us be successful on the football field. And then, you know, just not on the field, but in the classroom too, you know, visiting with your teachers, doing this, and then I instill that in my kids. And I always – tell my kids, you know, character. Character takes you a very long way, you know. Football, athletics could be taken from you tomorrow, but when you, you know, when God calls you home, you want to be remembered the type of person that you are. And that's the things I learned from Fitz Hill and, and, and Houston. And I, t- I take take that with me. And, you know, I, so much he taught me on Coach Hill did on the football field like I said, I, I just t- took a page out of his book and and applied it to what Coach Kelly, you know, wanted me to do, wanted me to teach the receivers and how he wanted things ran at PA. And, you know, it's been great. It's been great. Like I said, I've been there nine years, and we've been, we've been to six straight state championships and won five. And it has a lot to do with the kids buying in and to coaching and the kids, you know, doing the right thing and having good character and all those things that I just talked about. So, and it's, it's truly a blessing. Hey coach, we all know about the catch at Tennessee. Uh, you, you've <clears> told that story many, many times and forever go down. I'm sure I'm, I'll be telling my kids about it. My kids will be telling their kids. It's still talked about every single year and as it should mm-hmm. be. But what, what about your personal life? You know, we know about your, you're an athlete, your football career. What, What's just a typical day in the life? I know that you might you probably don't have a whole lot of free time. I know you've got a family. You got a couple daughters, correct? That's yeah, two, couple, couple two, two daughters. And so, what if there's some free time in the Lucas family? What what do y'all what do you, what do y'all like to do? You know, one thing we one thing we do like to do we like to go out and eat. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that's one thing I wish we could stop doing. Uh, God, boy, that's a lot. Um, we like to hang out here um, at the house. You know, my wife, she get these girls. Um, and we just, we just, we really, I'll say we are homebodies a lot, but we'll go out from time to time Daddy, and we'll go. And like my, my youngest is right next to me right now. She's three, <laughs> you know, just calling me. So we, <clears throat> we, you know, my wife is from Dallas. So when, when I do get a little free time, Kyle and uh, Kevin, We'll we'll go to Dallas and see my in-laws, and then my sister lives out there too, and I have two nephews out there. So we'll go to Dallas and you know try to do things in the summertime when it's right. We'll try to hit up an amusement park or hit a little water park, something like that. Um, and so you know just do that. But most of the time, man, during this time of the year, I come home and you know it's it's less, daddy, daddy, daddy. And I have to give it all to them. Yeah, you had soccer tonight, right? 
Yes, yes, had a hard. Um, <clears throat> left practice, unfortunately. Was happy we got out of practice early. And um, my oldest plays at Bluebird. She's nine, Cassidy. And I went and saw her. And uh, she scored a goal tonight, made daddy proud. <coughs> Excuse me, made me proud. And the mom and my, my wife and my youngest girl, Kaylee, they stayed home tonight so that, um, we, you know, it's kind of school night. I just want to make sure we can get these girls together. But my time is to, you know, my family, PA, and like and just enjoying life, man, you know. So, But I'm a fun guy. I can tell you this now. We sing a lot in my household. I sing, <laughs> I dance. Gosh, almighty. We do, I, we, I do it, and I get the girls to sing and dance with me, too. And my wife, she gets a little, will y'all please shut up? Will y'all please just be quiet? <laughs> So, but I, we do a lot of that and we talk loud and I, I chase them, you know, just chase them around the house. Just try to make it fun for them. So. You mentioned your wife being from Dallas and I wanted to ask you a couple of questions about your time there as a cowboy, but starting uh -huh. off with your NFL career, you were drafted by the Packers in the fourth round in 2000. Now that was around the prime of Brett Favre's career. So I have to ask you, I know you've got at least a story or two for him. Yes, oh man, it was great when I received that call on you know in 2000 and go to the Packers. I was like, wow, I'm getting, I'm going to play with the greatest, one of the greatest quarterbacks that ever played the game, Brett Favre. And so I had to when I first saw him when he came in and we got up for a camp and I saw him, I was like, wow, that's, that's Brett Favre, that's Brett Favre. And you know my locker was, you know, not close to here, but it was kind of ways where I could see him when he walked in. I'm like, so it was it was cool. I had to kind of understand, like, we working together now. This is a business. So, you know, I need to get to know Brett and throw on the ball. And he, you know, he knew he knew of knew of me, you know, because he knows he observes every every, of course, every draftee that comes in, Brett Favre's gonna know a little bit about you. But I can tell you one <clears throat> one of the stories, two stories real quick about Brett Favre. He is the funniest guy that I've ever seen. He would come in and give his offensive lineman the hardest time ever. He gives the trainers. He would come in and put on – he had a CD where he would come in in the morning, and, of course, I was in the training room. He would put on Roy D. Mercer, the guy who did calls. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I remember Roy D. Mercer. Oh, how boy. Big how big a boy are you? How big a boy are you? Yeah. <laughs> Brett loves that and just have – I mean, he just brings – he brought a great vibe to the locker room and to everything. Uh, so he was big on that, joking around, playing. But when it was down to business, of course, he he was business. Like, Brett, you, it's less so it's like maybe 20 degrees, about four or five inches of snow on the ground. You know, Brett gets to park his car right up by the facility, right almost at the door. He walks in with shorts and a shirt on. I was like, he is crazy because it's freezing in Green Bay. So... He was he was he was a funny, very funny guy, and also remember the time he broke Donald Driver' finger too, throwing the ball. He threw the ball so hard, and people, you know, y'all know y'all heard tons of stories, but it whistled, and I mean it whistled. He threw it so hard. Yep. Well, but a funny going, guy. Yeah, going go to your your career at the Cowboys. So uh, a little about me. I'm a, I'm a diehard, lifelong Cowboys fan. It's, of course, it's, a lot of the years have been pretty painful but I remember when Clint Sterner went to the Cowboys and then you I guess the mm -hmm. next year after that um, mm -hmm. or I guess it was the same year yeah 2000 because Clint went undrafted and signed with them um, and I was I was extremely excited to see that and that really wasn't too long I know that they had started to struggle around that time but that wasn't too far off from the Super Bowl 
But what I wanted to ask you about is when you got there, we, it was documented on Hard Knocks uh, when Jerry Jones was consoling you when you were obviously and, and completely understandably very emotional after your knee injury, mm-hmm. probably knowing that that was going to be about the end of your, your football career. And Jerry yeah. Jones comes mm-hmm. up and, and he can tell how genuine that moment was, that he truly cared about you and that he was just heartbroken to see what had happened. Jerry mm-hmm. Jones has gotten a lot of disdain from a lot of – he's a very polarizing figure in sports, whether it be his, his views on the national anthem protest or the way he runs his team. What, what mm-hmm. would you have to say about the kind of guy that – because personally I think he is a genuine human being. What, what would you say from your standpoint how it was being on his team? Love him. Still see him to this day. He knows who I am. And he's every time I've, I've seen him, he always asks me, how are my parents doing? Even um, in last, this past early part of the year when I was inducted into the Arkansas Sports Hall of Fame, he got a chance to see my parents. And he was like, Hi, you know, oh, I'm, he, he, when he spoke to them before he spoke to me, he was genuine. He cares about his players. People can say what they want to say. Jerry really cares about his players. He's, he's for his players no matter what. I, I really enjoy playing for him in Dallas because he cared. And, you know, he, he, he knew how hard I had worked. And even Emmett Smith and all those guys, I mean, I, was, I put in a lot of time. You know, that was the second time on when, they fe- when they featured us on HBO Hard Knocks in 2002. And that's the second time I broke my kneecap. So, um, and, you know, it was just, it was, it was good. You know, I was just shook up. I was so emotional. I hated because I knew I might, that was going to be it for me. Uh, seven, six, seven knee surgeries. I was getting ready to face the seven one after I uh, had that, when I broke my patella that time. and But it was just great. And I, I'm happy that I, you know, I left, the, hey, I left that type of uh, impact on Jerry's life. But I think, I think he knows, knew, you know, knows the type of person that I am. And he knows that I'm, he knows that I'm here in Little Rock doing, working at Pulaski Academy and, you know, just doing some positive things in the state of Arkansas. So he's, he, he always shows me love every time I see him. Luke, I was really excited when my Packers drafted you. It, it was it was jubilation mm-hmm. for me that day. And then you went to the Cowboys, but I'm always a lifelong fan. And then now I get to call you a friend that I got to coach against you and now officiate some games for you. But mm-hmm. I, want, I want to talk about the, the current state of the Hogs. Coming off a win this past week, they look like mm-hmm. they just weren't out there and trying to get after it. They look like they really wanted to compete and they had some dog about them. And going into this week, uh, what, what are your impressions so far on the young season? Um, I'm, I'm excited the way we're playing. You know, it's still a lot of things that we're going to have to work on, but I am so happy to see that these guys are playing with a lot of passion. They're really being disciplined. Um, there's only – I mean, it's, I'm anxious to see how much further and how high we can go. I'm not going to go saying that we're going to win the the rest of our games or whatever, but what I'm excited to see, guys, is that they're playing hard. They're playing hard. They're playing with the purpose. They're playing for purpose now. And just to see Coach Pittman get on Woods for getting that stupid penalty, <laughs> with shoving the guy back, you know, that's something yeah. we hadn't seen in a while. And you know that this team is, is more disciplined. And uh, no disrespect to Chad Morris, but – they're they're more disciplined and he's they're buying into the system they're buying into what he's preaching what those coaches are teaching uh coach Odom I mean he's doing a good job uh uh 
uh, what's a Brett? God, I can't just uh, Kendall Browse, Lord, the offensive coordinator. He's getting it together. There's still some things we need to work on there, and the, the kids are just playing hard, guys. I know y'all saw it. I mean, yeah. that's what that's what Arkansas fans have been missing. That the kids playing, they loving it. They're truly love playing right now. And with the win at Mississippi State, um, it means I guess it, we we got to build off of that because we you know we're going into a hostile environment in Auburn this week, and you know how it gets Gus Miles on, and you know he's going to put it. And Chad Morris there, so they probably they're probably going to leave it all on the table when they play us this year. It's a lot of personal personal reasons, personal issues, and things like that that that's going on this weekend. But we're going to have to go down there, show up, and show out, and be ready to execute offensively, defensively, and actually do something special on special teams. So uh, I know that they're preaching that too. Chad Morris is there. These kids are going to be so excited to play because they know they're going against him. So it'll be exciting. Coach, do you see a lot of similarities in this year? This year's team, kind of like the 97 team going into 98 with, as we mentioned, that breath of fresh air that Sam Pittman. And again, you know, we're not trying to, you know, show any disrespect to Chad Morris or anything or the previous staff, but just for them to come in and as uh, really just what it was it was just a broken program and to see as we talked about just for a second here these these players playing so hard do you see a lot of similarities in that time 23 years ago oh uh, yes and no i mean yes i see i see a little see a little bit see a little bit and um i don't want like i said i just don't want to get too excited oh, right now i understand now, i'm you with know? you i'm yeah. with you i want to i want to i really now if you catch me after this Auburn game, and we go down to Auburn, and you know, and now, yeah, we are we are at Auburn this week, right? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, it's at yeah, Auburn, and then right, we play yeah. Ole Miss. Yeah, then Ole Miss, yeah, but yeah, we go down to Auburn, and we play even better than we played at at, at uh, Starkville. Then we can talk, and we'll be able to talk about that that a little bit more. Uh, so I just don't want to jump the gun, and I'm going to be honest with you. You know, I'm a diehard Hog fan. I love my Hogs, but. I just want to con- want to continue to see us uh, progress first, and then I'll be able to kind of elaborate on that a little bit more. Well, Coach, it was great talking to you. I mean, just uh, – I'm sorry wanting- I disappointed you, Kyle and Kevin. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, hey, no. No, we're good. Yeah. We, we completely agree. We get we, we yeah. get grief because we're not sunshine pumping. So, yeah. we can yeah. certainly appreciate that straight from, straight from someone who really has a lot more uh, – credibility than we do especially on this subject so no I don't I'm just Anthony you guys do a <laughs> job. I, I, uh, no I'm just I am so I am guys I'm gonna be honest with you I'm so excited to see the way our kids are playing though yeah. and hopefully like I said hopefully we build off of last week's victory and, and you know it's be get, get, it's gonna be even better you know I gotta send coach Miles on a text message though you know he and I we're inducted into the Arkansas Sports Hall of Fame in March together. So That's right. I got to send him, send him a message and say, all right, you know, I'm going to send him. I don't know what I'm going to say yet, but I'm going to take him either today or – I mean, either tonight or tomorrow for sure. And, hey, you know, let him know, mess with him a little bit. So, yeah. But it'll be exciting. I'm looking forward to watching him play. Yeah, I am too. It's it's. Uh, I think that either way, no matter way, this, no matter what happens the rest of the year, that uh, we'll have a, a lot of – lot of, uh, things to be proud of especially with the product oh, yeah. put on the field so uh, no doubt there are a lot of happy there are a lot of happy Razorback fans this week so no doubt awesome. it's been great yeah. to see it's definitely a nice for a change but 
Yeah, Coach, it's dude, been great man. talking with you. Uh, you know, you've, yeah. you were one of my first Razorback heroes when I was seven, eight, nine years old. And, and as we talked about uh, before we started recording, you know, you came to my mm-hmm. high school when I was like a junior in high. I think I was either a sophomore or junior and still remember the talk. Uh, it was a chapel talk that you talked about. You know, yeah. it wasn't mm-hmm. too far after. It was maybe about four or five years after your last knee injury. And you, you mentioned about how God opens one – he closes one door, opens another. And I still try to use that, you know, what, maybe – almost 15 years later uh in my life so mm-hmm. it's uh I'll, I'll be straight up honest a lot of the cac chapel talks i do not recall but uh but that one i do so oh man i appreciate that yeah it's, yeah. Uh, it's been great to, to catch up with you and and hear some no stuff doubt. from your perspective and all that but I, i'll tell you from a former mustang i wish the bruins all the luck or all the success i don't really like the word luck but all the success that uh you guys have already had and and i'm sure that will continue moving forward Man, I, I really appreciate it. It's been great. I'm so happy God led me to coach, you know, led me into coaching and teaching, man. I've really enjoyed it, and I'm still enjoying it. And I'm grateful for Coach Kelly giving me this opportunity. And to the Bohannon, to the Bohannon crew, I love seeing you guys out doing your job, man. You with your father and your brother. Man, that, that's truly a blessing. And you guys are like you. You all have the so, have so much fun when you guys are out there and uh, I just I, I respect that man. You know I, I really I'm big on family and I really really respect you guys. Love seeing you guys too. Thanks for having me, Kyle, Kevin. I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Luke. Appreciate it, bud. All right, yes, sir. Y'all be blessed. So Thank you. All right. Bye. Well, that will do it for Eddie's bonus episode of the Hog Talk Podcast for Kevin Bohan and Anthony Lucas. My name's Kyle Sutherland. We'll catch you next time. Go Hogs. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube